All right. We are finally moving on <clears throat> to chapter three, which is um, arrest, detention, arrest, detentions, and searches. Good stuff. All right. So this whole chapter is 13 sections. <clears throat> All right, well, this is a really long one. Let's get started. Chapter 3, Section 1, Arrests and Warrants. Policy Statements. No complaint slash affidavit shall be signed and no arrest shall be made except upon probable cause. Unless the ID unit is closed or officers are encountering an extremely violent or intoxicated prisoner, any person who is 18 years of age or older and arrested for a felony offense shall be transported to the ID unit for collection of a DNA specimen as required by ORC 2901.07. ID unit personnel shall make positive identification and determine if the arrestee's uh, computerized criminal history, CCH, is marked DNA is registered in the Ohio DNA databank. An additional DNA specimen shall not be collected from arrestees who are already registered in the Ohio DNA databank. However, DNA shall be collected if needed for evidentiary purposes. Uh, the incorporated boundaries of the city of Columbus encompasses portions of Franklin, Delaware, and Fairfield counties. Officers making arrests shall file charges and incarcerate prisoners in the appropriate county as follows. Charges for violations of the Columbus City Code shall be filed with the Franklin County Municip Municipal Clerk of Courts. All charges for misdemeanor violations of the ORC shall be filed with the Franklin County Municipal Clerk of Courts. All felony charges shall be filed with the Municipal Clerk of Courts in the county in which the, in which the offense occurred. If the incident also involves misdemeanor offenses, all charges shall be filed with the Municipal Clerk of Court in the county in which the offense occurred. Juveniles being charged with violations of the ORC or Columbus City Code shall be filed with the appropriate court in the county in which the offense occurred. <clears throat> Arrest warrants shall be executed by sworn personnel only. Court orderings are excluded from the summons process. Uh, entering arrest warrants into lead slash NCIC. Felony warrants. Within 12 hours of filing a felony arrest warrant, sworn personnel filing the warrant shall forward information to the records unit by completing the wanted person report, form S36.149. Uh, felony warrants shall be entered into lead slash NCIC by records unit records unit personnel using the following pickup range guidelines. Warrants charging suspects with F1, F2, or F3 offenses shall be entered into NCIC for nationwide pickup. Uh, F4 crimes against persons offenses shall be entered into NCIC for nationwide pickup. Uh, F5 crimes against persons offenses shall be entered into NCIC for nationwide pickup, but with an extradition limitation placed in the miscellaneous field of the record. Warrants charging suspects with F4 and F5 crimes against property offenses shall be entered into leads for statewide pickup. If a request is made to extend the pickup range, the investigating officer's supervisor shall review the mitigating circumstances, note the reason on the approved wanted person in the report form, and sign the report. Misdemeanor warrants. If the filing officer determines the warrant should be entered into lead slash NCIC based on the seriousness of the offense and potential for physical harm to the victim or others, the officer shall contact a supervisor or the appropriate investigative unit for approval. Unless otherwise approved by a unit supervisor, no warrant shall be entered into lead slash NCIC unless the penalty for the offense charged is a misdemeanor of the first degree. 
Warrants shall be entered for statewide pickup. A wanted person report form shall be completed and delivered with related reports to the records unit for entry into the system. All warrants for domestic violence and protection orders shall be entered into LEAD slash NCIC by records unit personnel. Validation audits of warrants entered into LEAD slash NCIC. Upon auditing a warrant entered into LEAD slash NCIC, the records support unit shall complete and forward the LEAD slash NCIC validation audit form S36.134 to the sergeant of the unit that issued the warrant. The sergeant of the unit that issued the warrant shall ensure the LEAD slash NCIC validation audit form is completed and forwarded to the records support unit by the listed due date. Nonviolent misdemeanor warrants. A summons shall be requested in lieu of arrest for nonviolent misdemeanor warrants for Franklin County Municipal Court cases. This excludes offenses of violence, obviously, uh, sex offenses, weapons offenses, or multiple OVI offenders. Sworn personnel shall consider an arrest for nonviolent misdemeanor warrants for FCMC cases if any of the following apply. Individuals are displaying persistent, violent, or turbulent behavior after reasonable warning to desist. Offenders are unable to care for themselves due to a mental or physical condition. Individuals have existing warrants for similar events or a history of non-appearance. Prostitution-related offenses are involved, or if there are exigent circumstances. Foreign warrants. Any unit receiving warrants and or requests to serve warrants from foreign jurisdictions shall forward the information to the records unit for filing and shall, as appropriate, forward the information to the applicable enforcement unit for service. Records unit personnel shall forward a copy of all foreign felony warrants to the fugitive officer in the court liaison unit. No attempt shall be made to serve a foreign warrant until confirmation is received from the originating agency stating that they will extradite if an arrest is made. All foreign warrants shall be verified before an arrest is made. Records Management Bureau personnel shall notify the originating agency via teletype when a foreign warrant is served, fax or teletype a copy of the detainer to the appropriate county jail when a person arrested on a foreign warrant is to be incarcerated, and upon request, notify the originating agency when an arrest could not be made. The notification shall include details of the service attempt. Restricted hours for serving misdemeanor warrants. Officers should not attempt to serve Officers should not attempt to serve nonviolent misdemeanor arrest warrants at private residences between the hours of 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. unless the wanted person has avoided service during normal hours. <clears throat> Officers shall not arrest an individual for a misdemeanor offense without a warrant unless sworn personnel witnessed the alleged offense occur in 1 through M4. The individual committed a minor misdemeanor and one of the arrest exceptions are met, refer to the summons and misdemeanor citations directive, or there is, a, there is probable cause to believe the individual committed any of the following specific offenses under the ORC. There's 10 of these. An offense of violence, criminal child enticement, public, in, public indecency, domestic violence, violation of a protection order, menacing by stalking, aggravated trespassing, theft offense, felony drug abuse offense, or OVI. Um, Alright, 
requesting a summons be issued in lieu of an arrest for nonviolent misdemeanors is the preferred course of action when the identity of the violator is known or can be determined and the violator's appearance in court is reasonably assured. However, sworn personnel may use discretion to arrest and slate or issue a summons to an individual for nonviolent misdemeanor offenses when warranted based on the totality of the circumstances. Refer to the Summons and Misdemeanor Citations Directive, <clears throat> which is next. That's uh, Chapter 3, Section 2. The presumption will be personal recognizance without arraignment for a nonviolent misdemeanor. Sworn personnel who wish to sworn personnel who wish to request a cash bail be set shall seek supervisory approval to contact the duty judge, and upon approval, shall contact the duty judge prior to slating the individual. Uh, multiple charges arising from the same incident. Prisoners shall be slated on all charges, including minor misdemeanors provided one of the four exceptions applies. Refer to the summons and misdemeanor citations directive. When there is an arrestable offense or a warrant, prisoners should be slated on all charges, including new charges. Do not arrest on some charges and summons on others. One officer shall sign all affidavits. Sworn personnel should process nonviolent felonies by request, sorry, sworn personnel should process nonviolent felonies Sworn personnel should process nonviolent felonies by requesting a direct indictment when possible. Officers should slate individuals for felonies of violence, felony gun cases, and felony sex offenses. Arrest or detention by private citizens. When there is probable cause to believe a felony has been committed, any person may arrest and detain the person believed to have committed the offense until a warrant can be obtained. Um, private citizens, including security guards, do not have a right to make arrests for misdemeanors except under the following circumstances. Store employees or agents may detain a person whom they have probable cause to believe committed a theft of merchandise. Employees or agents of a library or museum may detain a person whom they have probable cause to believe has tampered with property of the library or museum or committed a theft of such property. Um, charges filed by citizens. A citizen wishing to file charges against a person in police custody must accompany or follow the transporting officers to the appropriate filing location. A citizen wishing to file charges in Franklin County against a person who is not in police custody must obtain approval from a prosecutor or a sworn supervisor. Sworn supervisors may complete the request for warrant section on the back of the white copy of the complaint slash warrant. A citizen must then report to the Franklin County Municipal Clerk of Court's office to have the warrant issued. A citizen wishing to file charges in Delaware or Fairfield County against a person not in police custody must go to the appropriate prosecutor for approval to file the charges. Foreign nationals. Sworn personnel shall promptly advise imprisoned, arrested, or detained foreign nationals of their right to communicate with their nation's consulate and to request that the consulate be informed of their imprisonment, arrest, or detention. In some cases, the nearest consular officials must be notified of the arrest or detention of a foreign national regardless of the foreign national's wishes. Communication, communications personnel maintain a list of mandatory notification countries and jurisdictions. Sworn personnel shall contact communications personnel for telephone numbers and the specific procedures to be followed and shall check the appropriate box on the arrest information form U10-100. If notification is required, sworn personnel shall coordinate consular notification and enter the corresponding information on the arrest information form.
Sworn personnel coming into contact with an individual claiming diplomatic immunity shall contact communications personnel for specific procedures to be followed. Uh, sworn personnel shall not arrest or detain persons based solely on immigration status or for ICE unless a warrant exists or a criminal violation was observed. Sworn personnel arresting a suspected illegal immigrant shall fax the arrest information form to the detention and removal office within the ICE office. The fax number for the detention and removal office, the DRO, is 614-469-5100. During regular business hours, questions regarding this process may be directed to the DRO at some other number. After business hours, if sworn personnel believe the suspected illegal immigrant may be released prior to the next business day, personnel may telephone the DRO at some other number to notify the on-duty agent. Handcuffs and restraints. All prisoners shall be handcuffed prior to transport with their hands behind their backs unless there is justification to do otherwise. Handcuffs shall be gapped and double-locked as soon as reasonably possible. Um, if there is reason to believe that handcuffing the prisoner behind the back is likely to aggravate a current injury or cause unnecessary injury due to the prisoner's physical condition, other methods of restraint should be used. For example, handcuffing in front and in conjunction with the appropriate leg restraints, including the hobble strap. In order to prevent injuries to officers, prisoners, and others, it may be necessary to further restrain violent or combative individuals by the use of leg restraints. No prisoner shall be restrained or held in a manner which prevents straightening the abdomen or in a manner which forces the prisoner to remain in a face-down position. The method of restraint commonly known as hog-tying is prohibited. Uh, officers shall monitor prisoners for symptoms of illness or overdose, including sudden inactivity, labored breathing, profuse sweating, pallid skin, racing pulse and seizures, and shall immediately obtain medical assistance when observing such symptoms. Second injured prisoners. Officers shall notify a supervisor when a prisoner has sustained a recent injury or is being admitted into a, med into a medical facility. Officers shall note all injuries to prisoners on the arrest information form. Officers with a prisoner needing medical attention. Officers with, officers with a prisoner needing medical attention should release the prisoner on a summons if the criteria established in the summons and misdemeanor citations directive are met. Complete a prisoner, prisoner hospital transport report and attach it to the arrest information form. Provide the report number to hospital personnel. Make contact with medical personnel and advise that the prisoner may be in need of medical attention, but they are no longer in custody. Identification processing. ID unit personnel shall process persons who are under arrest and persons whose identity is unknown. In order to adequately document the identity of felons and certain misdemeanors, the following offenders shall be processed through the ID unit. Offenders charged with any of the following. Felony, theft offense, vice or narcotics offense, obscenity or sex offense, weapons offense, crime of violence, out-of-state warrant or detainer, crime constituting a misdemeanor on the first offense and a felony on subsequent offenses. Offenders slated under an arrestable state citation code. Uh, offenders who cannot or will not provide adequate proof of identity. Offenders arrested on a warrant who deny they are the person named in the warrant. Adults suspected of a crime who consent to being fingerprinted at the officer's request. Uh...
Note, juvenile offenders cannot be fingerprinted or photographed without a qualifying charge except by court order. Sworn personnel shall transport all offenders being slated through the ID unit to obtain a CPD ID number. Um, if one is not already on file, or if the offender's appearance has changed substantially from the current photo. Note, if any of the criteria in 102 apply, the offender shall be transported through the ID unit regardless of an existing CPD ID number. Okay, so that'll be any, that's pretty much the whole list out here. Um, prisoners will only be permitted in the ID unit waiting in processing rooms. Sworn personnel shall transport prisoners directly to jail when the ID unit is closed when encountering extremely violent or intoxicated prisoners who present a substantial risk of harm to ID unit personnel or when directed by a sworn supervisor. <clears throat> Transporting personnel shall notify jail personnel of the circumstances and request that a complete ID check be, be performed before the prisoner is released. The prisoner must be charged with a violation of a municipal ordinance to be fingerprinted by jail personnel. A judge will have to order the prisoner to submit to fingerprinting pursuant to the ORC. <clears throat> Transporting personnel shall ensure the reason a DNA sample was not taken is listed on the arrest information form. The arrest information form shall be faxed to the ID unit for further processing. ID unit personnel shall follow up with jail personnel to ensure the prisoner is processed and DNA collected if needed. Sworn personnel shall not process offenders cited only for minor misdemeanors through the ID unit unless an exception for arrest is utilized. Alright, procedures. General arrest procedures. Complete an electronic case report and arrest information form. List the arresting officer's first initial and last name. If the arresting officer has testimony necessary to the prosecution of the court case, check the subpoena box. The expected testimony of the arresting officer must be clearly listed in the narrative on the arrest information form. The listed arresting officer should, con should conduct all searches and evidence gathering tasks required by the arrest unless completing these tasks would be detrimental to the arrest, for example, time limits on FBI's or the involvement of CSSU or other units. List police and civilian witnesses in the witness section. Their expected testimony shall be listed in the narrative section. Failure to list and explain the expected testimony on the arrest information form may result in a subpoena not being issued. List the probable cause and all facts leading to the arrest on the arrest information form. If the person is slated, refer to the transport and slating directive. And prior to the end of the tour in which the arrest was made, complete an electronic report documenting the arrest and complete an electronic arrest information form. When an arrest is made outside of regular duty, such as special duty, ensure an electronic report and electronic arrest information form are completed either by responding on-duty personnel or upon return to regular duty, but not to exceed three days after the arrest. Not to exceed three days after the arrest. Slating officers should obtain a hard copy of the original arrest information form and forward the copy to the arresting officer for use with electronic entry. Execute arrest warrants by signing in the appropriate area. Review of arrest paperwork. Officers, prior to slating or filing charges at the clerk of court's office, ensure that all arrest paperwork is reviewed by a sworn division supervisor. Uh, 
When issuing a summons during regular duty, ensure that all arrest paperwork is reviewed by a sworn division supervisor prior to the end of the shift. Refer to the summons and misdemeanor citations directive. When issuing a summons during special duty, ensure that all arrest paperwork is reviewed by a sworn division supervisor upon return to regular duty, but not to exceed three days. Refer to the summons and misdemeanor citations directive. Supervisor. Review the arrest information form to ensure probable cause exists to effect the arrest. The proper criminal slash traffic charges are used. All appropriate witnesses and or sworn personnel are listed and their expected testimony is listed in the narrative. The witnesses and or sworn personnel listed to be subpoenaed are necessary to the case. All pertinent information listing elements of each crime is included and appropriate boxes are checked. Um, Address any other concerns regarding the arrest and or division policy. Approve the arrest information form after all criteria listed above have been met and sign and or enter your IPM number on the arrest information form to indicate approval. Complete the appropriate supervisory reviews of any electronic reports. On view arrests. Complete the appropriate reports as outlined in Section 2A and any probable cause affidavits required by the clerk of courts in the county where the arrest is processed. Charges filed in Franklin County. Complete the criminal affidavit and swear to it at the clerk of court's office to a notary public or to another police officer who has completed a course of in-service training on the administration of oaths and the acknowledgement of documents. Take all affidavits arising out of the same incident to the clerk of courts to be assigned a case number. Charges filed in Delaware County. During normal business hours, process the affidavits at the Delaware County Jail, located north of the city of Delaware, and enter through the sally port located at the rear of the building. The sally port is monitored by closed-circuit cameras. Note, processing of affidavits is completed by computer and the Delaware County Sheriff's Office will provide assistance. Outside normal business hours, secure the prisoner at the jail and then request that a Delaware County Sheriff's deputy meet you at the jail to assist with, the pro with processing the affidavits. Charges filed in Fairfield County. Process the affidavits at the Fairfield County Jail. Refer to the Transport and Slaying Directive. Weapons-based arrests. If an arrest is made for any weapons-based felony or for a misdemeanor possession of a defaced firearm, contact the Gun Crimes Unit personnel through the investigative duty desk. Gun Crimes personnel shall process the investigation. The decision to forward the investigation to another unit may, may be made by the Gun Crimes Sergeant. Post-conviction no-contact order arrests. Determine if it is appropriate to arrest an individual when there is probable cause to believe that the individual has violated a provision of a post-conviction no-contact order. Verify the existence of the no-contact order through the records unit. If no arrest is made, complete a miscellaneous offense report and refer the victim to contact the appropriate probation department. For Franklin County, email a copy of the report and any other associated paperwork to the municipal court probation department at some email address. If an arrest is made, complete a miscellaneous offense report and arrest information form. Do not complete a probable cause, affidavit, or criminal complaint. Inform the appropriate probation department of the arrest. For Franklin County, call the clerk of court's office to request an order and warrant under the arrestee's probation case number. A copy of the warrant will be sent to the jail for slating. Email a copy of the arrest information form and any other associated paperwork to the municipal court probation department at some email address. For Delaware County, contact the Chief Probation Officer via communications personnel or at the phone number listed on the police phone directory. For all other counties, email a copy of the arrest information form and any other associated paperwork to court liaison at columbuspolice.org prior to the end of your shift. The subject of the email should state that it is an arrest for a post-conviction no-contact order violation and include the court that issued the NCO. For example, NCO violation arrest, Franklin County Municipal Court. The court liaison unit will make the required notification to the appropriate probation department. Arrests on warrants.
follow applicable procedures established in sections 2A and 2B. Verify all arrest warrants. Verification of arrest warrants should not be conducted within the hearing range of individuals who have not been searched. Escort a person wanted on an escort a person wanted on an order in issued by the Franklin County Municipal Court to the Clerk of Court's office to pay out as appropriate and when the following conditions are met. The order in does not preclude paying the fine. The person is agreeable and has the cash or appropriate credit card. There is no other criminal charge pending. Okay, process felony arrests, including those warrants originating out of state through the appropriate investigative unit, except those persons arrested on a capius. Capius. Uh, a, contact the investigative unit that filed the felony warrant and follow any specific instructions given by investigative unit personnel. B, ensure the value amounts for felony damaged slash theft property. Ensure the value amounts for felony damage slash theft property are consistent with current felony levels. For example, if the offense took place prior to the enactment of a new statute under Ohio law, the person will receive the benefit of the lesser punishment. Execute the arrest warrant by signing in the appropriate place. If applicable, include new charges when arresting on an outstanding warrant. Nonviolent misdemeanor warrants filed through FCMC. Note. Excluded from this process are warrants for offenses of violence, sex offenses, weapons offenses, or a multiple OVI offender. With those exceptions, nonviolent misdemeanor warrants, verify the warrant and current address, call the clerk of court's office and at some phone number, inform the clerk of court's office that a summons in lieu of arrest is being issued and obtain a new court date, time, and courtroom. Complete the FCMC summons to appear form with the appropriate information. Complete and sign the return of executed warrant portion and serve the defendant with his or her yellow copy. Ensure the return of executed warrant box is checked and personal service is circled. Note, the defendant does not need to sign the form. Email the scanned white copy of the FCMC summons to appear form to some email address and forward the hard copy to the court liaison unit. Uh, complete a miscellaneous offense report. If a division report already exists, update the appropriate sections of that report. Note, the arrest information form does not need to be completed at this time. Remote clerking. Remote clerking. On view arrest. Fax the completed criminal complaint slash traffic citation with the cover sheet to the Franklin County Municipal Clerk of Courts. Ensure the criminal complaint is signed and has either the notary seal and stamp or peace officer circled prior to faxing. Advise the Franklin County Municipal Clerk of Courts Office via telephone of the incoming fax and request a case number be assigned. Obtain the fax of the criminal complaint slash traffic citation. Note the case number on the original com criminal complaint slash traffic citation. Provide jail personnel with the faxed face copy of the criminal complaint slash traffic citation with the case number listed, the original criminal complaint slash traffic citation, and the arrest information form. Outstanding warrant arrest, bench warrant, criminal order in, and or traffic order in. Contact the Franklin County Municipal Clerk of Courts Office from the remote clerking station using the dedicated telephone. Provide the clerk's office with the verified case number. Obtain the facts of the requested warrant. Provide jail personnel with a fax copy of the warrant, the arrest information form, uh, and the arrest information form. Previously issued warrant slash warrant contained on a criminal complaint. 
Contact the Franklin County Municipal Clerk of Court's office from the remote clerking station using the dedicated telephone. Provide the clerk's office with a verified case number. Obtain the two faxes of the criminal complaint and the execution copy. Complete the faxed execution copy. Provide jail personnel with the two faxed face copies of the criminal complaint, the execution copy, and arrest information form. Arrests for a foreign agency. If the person is slated by division personnel, refer to the transport slating directive. If the person is not slated by division personnel, complete a case report with a case floor subject of wanted person other agency. The arrest information form does not need to be completed at this time. Meet the foreign agency who will retain custody and exchange custody of the prisoner and their property. Inform the foreign agency if the arrestee poses any unusual security risks. Charge dismissal request. When an individual has provided information about a more serious crime, officers Request dismissal of the current charges in writing from the Bureau Commander, documenting the reason for the request and how it relates to a more serious charge. Submit the request through the chain of command and obtain approval from the Bureau Commander prior to seeking a dismissal through the court. If written approval is granted, formally request dismissal of the charges by submitting a copy of the approval letter to the FCMC Chief Prosecutor via the court liaison section. The final determination whether to submit the request to the court shall be made by the prosecutor's office. Bureau Commander, approve or disapprove the charge dismissal request. Note, if another bureau or agency filed the charge, consult with a responsible bureau or agency prior to granting the approval. When requesting dismissal of charges in other situations, officers notify a sworn division supervisor when, after a defendant is incarcerated and prior to the scheduled court date, it is determined that the misdemeanor case should be dismissed and or the defendant should be released from jail. Note, do not proceed directly to the clerk of court's office to request dismissal or attempt to null the charges, even if, even if advised to do so by the clerk, without following the procedures established in section 212. If the case is dismissed and or the defendant released, amend the electronic report to reflect the charge dismissal. Supervisor, review the circumstances and coordinate the appropriate follow-through. During normal business hours, 8.30 to 7, contact the duty prosecutor to discuss the situation and request that the prosecutor file a motion with the court to dismiss the case and or release the defendant from jail. Outside of normal business hours, which were 7 or 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m., Outside of those hours, contact a division legal advisor to discuss the situation. If the legal advisor agrees that dismissal is warranted, the involved personnel will be provided the chief prosecutor's telephone number and directed to contact him or her. Speak with the chief prosecutor as directed. If appropriate, the chief prosecutor will contact the duty judge to file a motion with the court to dismiss the case and or have the defendant released from jail. All right, that's the end of section 